Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the return of the J&E podcast here from a new studio. This is in our school, uh, and they have a whole like recording studio with the mics and everything, a soundboard, and uh, we're just going to give this a shot, and it's going to be pretty sweet, I think. Yeah, it's going to be on our normal SoundCloud channel, so make sure you subscribe to JD Pod- JD. What is it called? Well, we'll link it to the description down below. It's on iTunes. It's on SoundCloud as well. Uh, also, we were recording right here with an HD webcam. Uh, this is going to be very... We're not going to have this camera on all the time. Hopefully, maybe we'll go live with this, but next, and then record on a Sony camera instead. That way, we have better quality. This one is just going to have to do for now because of the first one. We're going to make sure that we can get the audio sound to like match up with it and everything, and this is also going to be uploaded hopefully on one of our channels uh so that way the whole length of the podcast if you want to watch it it's going to be on youtube and then maybe we'll cut it up and upload different segments to each channel or something so we'll give that a shot maybe down the line yeah but uh anyways we've been gone for a long time haven't been on youtube in what is it three or four months now like i don't even remember <sighs> the last but... video we uploaded was the black friday uh that's right yeah Blu-ray thing oh by the way you guys may be thinking who the hell's this kid right here uh this kid is our engineer pretty much he's going to be helping with the soundboard because we have no idea how to run this whole thing this is like a half a million dollar soundboard it seems and yes. uh he knows how to get it all out uh, itunes and everything he's he's the man behind it I'm this the is wrong i'm the wrong guy to trust with this kind no of you're the right guy to trust because the, the second the mystery I... and the legend back there. <laughs> like honestly i would not trust myself around it if the teachers didn't well, I mean, I watched you do your homework down here. I was like, all right, this this is going to be definitely a good podcast area. So uh, come right in here. Come to my mic right now. Come here. Uh, all right. So uh, who are you? My name is Nathan. Nathan. And uh, what are your what's your specialty with movies? I'm a B-list horror movie guy. He's a B-list horror guy. He's been showing us all these random movies, such as Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, you showed us the uh, Devil Rejects, uh, I think double feature of uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, all these B-Rit horror movies that movies we've never that seen. Never even heard of these Those movies. Those up there in the A when they first came out, and then they dropped. Yeah, so I, I, he's definitely a horror guy, and he has a lot of great opinions on movies, so he's going to be in here all the time talking about every podcast. He'll probably be in here just, just chilling, hanging out in the background or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> So if you guys are fans of, like, Cool Dude or What Movie One, he's our guy. Right he's our guy. He's so, our new member, go. so everybody yeah. welcome Nate, because he is definitely, he knows the stuff with movies. You say you don't. Yeah. You actually haven't seen a lot of movies that are amazing. I have not. I've yeah. been very open. <laughs> I haven't been open-minded. But yep. We're trying to turn him on a new stuff. Have, so. You guys have turned me in a different direction. Perfect. You All right. You watch Whiplash, and I loved it. So. so if you guys have actually listened to the old j podcast, you know that we had a very, like, uh, interesting format where we would talk about like a genre of movies that are coming out that week. Like for one week we had the Lego movie come out, so we talked about like the, uh, the best animated movies of all time. When had a war movie come out, we talked about yeah. the best war movies. We're, that's that's gone. We're not doing that anymore. Switching it up a bit. Switching it up. Instead, we're going to be uh, the format's going to be just like a five minute introduction. Uh, this one's probably going to be a little different because we're trying to explain everything. Uh, but just like a five minute introduction about like what's up, what's going on this week, uh, what we've been up to and shit and whatnot. Also, yeah, explicit podcast. Uh, yeah. Fair warning. Uh, and uh, I don't know. We'll just shoot, shoot the shit a little bit for like the first five minutes. And then we're going to get into uh, movie news. Actually, that's a lie. We're going to get into a review. Because <laughs> review we, of the week. So yes. basically, uh, we used to have MoviePass. We don't have that anymore. We did rant about it for a while on my channel. Um, but <laughs> We um, finally got rid of it. We yeah, did. I, I work in a movie theater back at home, which is actually affiliated with the one up here at our school. So we still get to see free movies, which is awesome. And... Uh, Probably not all the time. We'll see a movie maybe once a week, whether oh, yeah. it be uh, if if a good one comes out, because we're gonna conserve our time and not go see every crappy movie that comes out. We'll go see the good movies and hopefully good movies. And 
we'll just talk about it. First five minutes of the podcast. Five minutes of the podcast will be about uh, the movie we saw that week. So yeah, uh, like for example, we saw Run All Night last weekend, so yeah. we'll talk about that in this podcast real briefly. Um, and then this next week we got Insurgent coming out, or actually tonight was the first premiere of Insurgent. We missed it. We're doing this thing, but maybe we'll see that this weekend. We'll not get, in a rush, but not in a maybe rush we'll to get see to it. it. <laughs> and then we'll have a review for that, and maybe we'll take that review excerpt and upload it onto the review channel, just so maybe we can have something. But once the quality's better on the cameras, we'll start doing that. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna get into movie news. Uh, we're gonna probably pick three new, uh, news stories each. Nate's gonna pick one. John's gonna pick one. I'm gonna pick one, and we'll talk about that very briefly for about. I think about like five minutes or so, we'll try to cover all the news stories, and then we're going to hop into movies of the week. What movies did we watch this week? What movies do we recommend you guys checking out? And what we saw on Netflix, we're going to talk about uh, Blu-ray pickups and stuff, because he picks up, he goes to Bull Moose more than we do, and Bull Moose, if you guys don't know, is a DVD Blu-ray store. Safe Haven. He buys Safe Haven, the Nicholas Sparks movie? It's a good movie. That was a I like that movie. That a was lot, actually, actually not. Yeah. Huff, uh, <laughs> I mean, not a lot, but I mean, I'd probably give it like a, like a Patrick Dempsey, but <laughs> probably. I give it a Highlight House. He, highlight House. He buys B-ray horror movies, so he'll have uh, different pickups that he got, and we have we we're trying to get back into Blu-rays a little bit because like, we don't have the, all the money in the world, but we're every now and then we pick up some Blu-rays, so we'll talk about that and also just what we watched that week, and then we are going to probably take a five-minute break. Obviously, that won't be on the YouTube uh, portion. Of the podcast, or it might be on iTunes podcast. Just we'll, we're trying to keep it under an hour, only because uh, SoundCloud only allows you to do an hour. And then uh, for the last half hour of the show, or like thirty-five minutes, we're going to be talking about just a, some subject of movies. Like for this episode, we're going to be talking about the movies of two thousand fourteen. Since we missed out on a ton of reviews in two thousand fourteen, we have a whole top ten best or three worst with some honorable mentions. And like and next you guys week, never, we'll do other stuff. Yeah. You guys never saw our list, so you can finally like actually know our opinions on what were our favorite movies of last year and exactly. the ones that we hated. So looking forward to that. Yeah, and then uh, for the last five minutes, we'll just give you guys a brief overview of what we're going to be talking about next week and the uh, topic of choice of that. So without further ado, let's just hop in because we're at the five-minute mark almost on the timer. So there let's just start talking about a review of Run All Night. Run All Night, movie starring Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson was in Taken 3 this year, a movie that uh, Ooh, was yay. <laughs> pretty god-awful. So yep. looking into this movie, I saw the uh, the trailers on TV. I was like, oh, okay, another B-rate action movie. With Liam Neeson. With Liam Neeson. <laughs> no, um, actually, surprisingly, it was pretty good. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, this movie also stars Ed Harris and Joel Kitteman, and it has another guy from Walk on the Tombstones in it, a little re- uh, reunion. And uh, I was fresh off Taken 3 in January, and obviously, you don't know our opinions on that movie, but that was just abysmal. It was absolutely terrible, so I was not really te- really looking forward to this, but it kind of got some good reviews. I was like, all right, I'll go give it a shot. And yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought just like the whole camera movement, and actually, I know the camera guy of this movie. His name is Thomas Lappin. I had an interview with him actually a couple uh, years ago, and he's also doing Insur- Insurgent, which comes out this week, and he filmed, the, the he did the camera work for this movie, and it's just so cool. And obviously, it's the director's style of just zooming out and doing aerial shots and zooming in on like a different point of view of the city it's the way he did yeah. that was just so so cool to watch and it just made the whole like new york kind of just look like, beautiful at night kind of got like, a collateral feel to it only just because it was very nightlife uh kind of movie it takes place just one night and it's just really yeah. cool how they do that love the camera work really interesting how they did that how they swooped in and out of each scene bringing you to the next scene without just doing the crappy crossfades or something random like that. It's like in Taken 3, it was just random, choppy, horrible editing that didn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, my and God. Just the conversations. There was like 50 shots of Liam Neeson switching back and forth, and it was just awful. And this movie had some of the coolest camera work I've seen all year. So, yeah, But the thing is, with this movie, also does have some weird editing issues. Like Just like some shots only stay for like two seconds each, and the cut, cut, cut. And that happens not as much as Taken 3. Taken 3 is much more noticeable when it did that. But this one... 
hit it a little bit better, but there were times where you could definitely notice the editing was just way too fast. But yeah. speaking of fast, the pacing of this movie was executed perfectly, in my opinion. It was like a two-hour movie that felt like it was just like a nonstop cat and mouse kind of chase movie that just lasted almost like it felt like an hour and like 20 minutes. It felt so quick, but it was like two hours. And I just really enjoyed how like fast-paced it was. And it didn't really have any slow parts, which I was hoping that it didn't, and I'm glad it didn't. Yeah, and you can tell that when Liam Neeson has a good director, he can be a better actor, too. Like, especially yes. in this movie, he was noticeably better like than most other movies that he's been in. He Because he's a broken character in this. He, yeah, He was an alcoholic, much. and he, he had sins that he didn't like agree with that happened in his life, and he didn't like his life, honestly. Yeah. And that's a big opposite of what we're used to seeing Liam Neeson, is just the lovable dad who just makes one-liners and taken three. And, and takes teddy bears to their house that makes literally no sense. But he had a considerably good backstory in this movie right. that actually gave him some sort of character development that led into this crazy night with uh, Joel Kinnaman. And it ended up being really good. So taken three, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Run all night, I'd give a solid Red Lobster. Red Lobster, um, that's yeah. a rating scale. If you don't remember a rating scale, go watch our old YouTube videos, and I think we'll, we kind of explain a little bit. But uh I'd give it a Red Lobster, but that's also translates to a B plus uh, on like an A through F scale. So I really recommend checking out Run on Night if you haven't already. Uh, definitely like a matinee showing, like a red box. I think you'll really get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I mean, you don't have to rush out to the theater to see it, but I do recommend checking it out at some point because it's definitely a very entertaining Absolutely. action movie. Are you a fan of uh, Liam Neeson, by the way? I do like Liam Neeson. You do? I've seen one of his movies. Well, only one? I've seen a couple, but not, not the ones seen... that you guys are talking about, the fast-paced action movies. Like, he was in yeah. Clash of the Titans. He was oh, in... my God, don't mention that. Oh, there's, there's just stuff like that that I've seen. But I did see okay. Taken 2. Uh, was, yeah. Yeah, dog, I, dog shit. I lost it. It was a dark movie theater. I could nap. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's what it is. It's chill. So ba it's chill. <laughs> <laughs> so based on our like quick little review of it, would you would you check it out? Would I see it? Run on night? Yes. All right. I would. Yeah. It, I, I'd, I'd honestly good. recommend checking this movie out. It's yeah. pretty good, so... All right, well, that was our quick review of Run All Night. We both recommend it, giving it a B-plus total or a Red Lobster. So, moving on to a news story. Uh, the first news story that we're going to be talking about is the Ring prequel titled Rings is coming out this fall, and uh, we're all kind of horror fans, him being the biggest horror fan of all of them. And Do you like Ring, the Ring? I did like the first Ring. It was... Do I come close to the mic? Yeah, sorry. Uh, Go for it. Go it, close. It, it was a different story. I liked it. It was. It made you think about something that was a little out of the ordinary, like mm -hmm. VHS tape, haunted tape, girl mm -hmm. comes out of the TV. Yep. It, it was different. When I first thought of it, I'm like, how, how does this scare people? But then the way they shoot it, it's dark, it's stormy. There's, there's yeah. some parts that are pretty eerie yeah yeah um and you saw it a long time ago yeah like i saw when i was younger so like i was considerably scared by this movie when i first saw it so <laughs> i actually it was a pretty scary movie and i think a lot of people would agree with that but spencer being the one who yeah. saw it when he was 18 just i, I saw it like very <laughs> recently he thought it was yeah, crap so. i didn't I think it was crap okay i didn't think it was absolute crap i just noticed how kind of slow paced it was and like i it was directed by uh what's his name he directed the pirates of the caribbean like Giovanni, no, what's his name? Oh, Gore Verbinski. That's the name of the director, mm -hmm. and he directed that movie. And the, the cinematography is beautiful in the rain. Um, and I, the story was good. It just had some really cheesy moments. I thought only because I saw it much later, and I wasn't as scared by it as if I saw it when I was twelve. I'd be terrified of this movie. So, um, but yeah. basically, this new movie is called Rins. It's a prequel, probably to Samara's like childhood, maybe, and maybe her first experience with the tapes. Um, it might be like a B-rate kind of 
crappy fall horror movie that'll just be on we'll everyone's horse list. But it could be good, it could be bad. So we'll give it a shot. But the Rings prequel, um, well, leave a comment down below. Do you think we need one? Honestly, I don't think we. So uh, they did make a sequel to the Ring that had Naomi Watts who came back in the role, and I never saw it. I have no idea what happens in it. But um, they're probably just trying to get the same fans that saw the first movie to come back and yeah. hopefully enjoy this movie. But honestly, not very excited for it. I will go out and see it and see if it's good because I did go and see Annabelle, which was awful. So I'll pretty much see any. You movie, liked Annabelle, Nate? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was different. It was creepy. Like, Whatever. When, Not like, like spoiler alert. When you see a little girl run at the door, and then she turns into a live woman, and it's just that loud was music, freaky. I will admit that. I will admit you that, see that was that freaky. On the previews, but you can't prepare for it. The, right. Okay. For the it's, the trailer for that movie was really really good and it got me excited for it, but the movie yeah. was just awful. All right. Well, oh we're my not, god, <laughs> so bad. We're trying not to talk about Annabelle. We're talking about the rain, but yeah. uh, rains uh, could be good, could be, could be terrible, could be on everybody's worst it's list. A good thought. But uh, it doesn't have any of the original cast. It's directed by F. Javier Gutierrez. I think I'm, I'm definitely saying that wrong. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Comes out November thirteenth of two thousand fifteen. So look forward to that. We'll see. Probably it's gonna, not gonna be very good, but we'll see. Yeah. But we'll try it out. Next we'll story. You talk about that. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> Frozen 2 officially announced. I'm sure a lot of uh, moms and dads and kids are going absolutely crazy right now, but um, the first Frozen movie took a long time for them to make. It took a long time for them to come up with the Did idea it? and just really get it going, but that movie is one of the best box office like uh, successes of all time now. It's probably, I think it's number four, number five of all time, right up there with The Deathly Hallows Part 2. Titanic, Avatar, The Avengers. Um, so Frozen 2, not really surprisingly uh, announced to be put into production pretty soon. Same directors coming back. Uh, Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck, the husband-wife duo, I think, that directed the first movie. As long as this movie has uh, the songs that the first one had, and, I mean, Let It Go is still being played nonstop, and to all the parents Somebody probably sung it in my class today, it. actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we'll give it a shot. We'll see how it goes. And... Uh, Hopefully it's the same as the first one. I mean, sometimes movie sequels can lose a lot, uh, like Cars in particular. Uh, the first Cars yep. movie was okay. Second, apparently was terrible. I never saw it. I just know. I did people. see it, and I, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. I'd probably right. give it a lighthouse. Well, okay. Never mind then. Um, <laughs> so as long as this movie has the same, I mean, oh wait, Cinderella had like a short film of, of Frozen, and I heard that it was really good. I never saw it. Um, and if you've seen Cinderella, like how was the Frozen short? Because I heard it was good. And how, many, how many times have you seen Frozen? I have seen Frozen probably a good six times. Okay, and I've seen it twice, and I really like the movie. So, like, I the twice. music's good. The <laughs> characters are fantastic. Like, sure, it's a story you've seen before here and there, but, like, Frozen was a considerably good movie. It's not just a movie that kids love and they have to make it get all the money, which is pretty much why they're making it again, but mm -hmm. it was a good movie. So, like, they could really make it a good the second one a good movie, too. We'll, we'll give it a shot. Uh, there's no release date currently for Frozen 2, but I'm sure it'll be slated somewhere in like 2017, 2018. Probably took a long time to make it again. And as long as yeah. everybody returns, maybe with some new characters, I am down to see it. Because the first one, I really enjoyed. So, give it a Absolutely. shot. Uh, the next story has to do with J.J. Abrams. is rumored to be returning for Star Wars Episode 8, I believe. I believe 1X or IX no, is 8. No, that's 9. That's 9? That's 9, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Ryan Johnson, who did Looper, Brick, uh, The Brothers Bloom... And he's uh, done a handful of Breaking Bad episodes. He did uh, Ozymandias, which is one of the best Breaking Bad episodes ever. Oh if you God. don't know what happens Great in that episode. one, I'm not going to spoil it, but just everything went down in that episode. Shit and, went crazy. And it was almost better than the finale. And uh, he also did Fly, the Breaking Bad episode, where like the whole movie uh, the episode takes place in the meth lab with the fly. And it like, symbolizes all things. It was a cool episode. Not much happened. They, like 
it was very isolated. And he's just a really good uh, director. And he is doing episode eight and nine. Um, oh wait, no, just eight. Oh, JJ uh, Abrams no, doing he's nine. Just, oh, he's just doing eight then. So Ryan Johnson is. Uh, Ready to do that one, and it's coming out in May in 2017, and that's a sequel to The Force Awakens, which we're going to get this December, which is unbelievable. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's yeah. so cool. And you're not a big Star Wars fan, actually. I just, no, I just learned that. You know what? I mean, I like Star Wars, but it's been so long since I've seen the movies. I know a lot of people are probably mad at me right now, but like, I, I just, I'm not crazy excited for it, but I think by the time the movie comes around, I'm going to be pumped to go see it. And um, obviously, they're pretty, um, pretty happy with what they're making with episode seven that they're already announcing all of these other titles coming up in the future so yeah it's hard not to get excited about these movies it's the nostalgia behind it it, yeah yeah, it definitely is we're also getting the spin-off movies uh rogue one which is directed by gareth edwards who did the godzilla and monsters so that one's gonna be sweet we have uh who's the actress that just got cast in uh felicity jones jones she is casted in this new movie other the spin-off so we're gonna get a star wars movie every year starting this december and that's gonna be really exciting we're gonna have a lot of directors being able to come in and just give their take on the franchise give them the uh like their own like directorial like like i don't know genre they can they can just influence it'd be, with star it'd wars. be great it'd be really to see cool. a ton of different directors take on a movie like this because yeah. sure jj abrams is great he's done star trek he can obviously do a movie like this but seeing different directors sort of helm great like star wars films will be really interesting so yeah so i hope jj abrams doesn't come back i was a big fan of his star wars uh reboots that he did with uh the chris pine that movies those movies are coming out and they're, they're, they're fantastic honestly i'm not a big star trek fan at all but those movies really just i really enjoy those movies you haven't seen those movies actually those movies. you no, gotta check them check out them because out. they're definitely Lens really good and all they're great <laughs> <laughs> so uh we'll give star wars force awakens a chance i'm sure it's gonna please so many fans and everyone's gonna be begging for him to come back so i think that's a great thing that he's coming back for an episode nine and ryan johnson is coming in for eight so Really excited to see all these. And it shows they have confidence in episode seven already. They know it's good. They know people are going to like it. That timer, I believe, is like four minutes slow. So we're going to be real quick. We're going to talk about the movies and the pickups of the week, uh, like what movies we checked out. I actually didn't even write them. I did write them down, actually. Mm -hmm. So the movies that we checked out this week, uh, we checked (laughs) out one last night, and that was your first time watching it. Oh, yeah. How to Train Your Dragon 2, which uh, was a movie that came out last year, nominated for Best uh, Animated Feature. Lost, uh, unfortunately. Lost to Big Hero 6, which was... A good uh, It was a good movie. I liked it it quite a bit. Didn't really like it as much as I hoped I would. Um, But How to Train Your Dragon 2, I think, a considerably better movie. Uh, I haven't seen the first one, but... I have uh, seen the first one. Spencer's seen the first one. (laughs) It's It's, great. It's really good. The animation is incredible. Just the story is really good. I can't say that I'm a big fan of... uh, the lead actor's voice, it just, it, toward the end of the movie, I didn't really notice it anymore, but in the beginning, I was like, ugh, I just can't buy this kid's voice, but <laughs> yep. you know what, it's it's okay, it's it's a really good movie, I liked it, I'd probably give it a Red Lobster. Red Lobster, uh, this is my second time seeing it, I saw it in theaters back in June, I don't think I did a review on it or anything, but I really, really loved the High Train Dragon, uh, I was actually, I voted for that to win on the Oscars, and unfortunately, I really well, thought it would. It didn't, but... Oh well, I, I still hold up the second time, and uh, I—it's I, on Netflix. That's that's why we're, we're recommending you watching. That's how we checked it out last night. Watched it on Netflix, and uh, it's just a sweet animated movie. And I, I definitely encourage everybody to check out the franchise. The second movie we watched is a 2015 release starring Patrick Wilson and Katherine Heigl, and this movie is called Home Sweet Hell. Probably not a lot of people have heard of this movie. It's a very independent movie. Um, but Katherine Heigl, probably one of the most hated actresses <laughs> oh, in Hollywood. I can't she's stand just, her. she's awful. But in this oh, movie. She's really good, and so is Patrick <sighs> Wilson. He's not the best, but he's pretty good as well. It pains me to say it, but yes, Katherine Heigl was actually pretty good in this movie yeah. because she. I feel like she played herself. I, 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 I maybe I, I don't, know. don't know, but she was just a total 
bitch in this movie, and she was so hard on Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, I mean, you've seen his range of different movies, the Insidious franchise, and he's in Stretch. The movie came out. Uh, not many people saw that one, but it was, it was pretty good. He can do whatever director tells him to do, and he was just this, like, He's a perfect guy, guy for a movie like this, And too. he did a great job in this movie. Yeah. But the movie itself was so oddly tonally weird as in like it wanted to be a comedy but then it wanted to be like a really dark like drama at times and they, they tried to have had some comedy that didn't really work all the best and it's just a strange disturbing movie like there were some scenes in this movie I did not think it was going to go to and it did and I was yeah. like alright well I give it the respect for that but the more I think about it the more just kind of just weird it was and I, I, I enjoyed watching it for the most part but I, I, I would just recommend it on Netflix I wouldn't recommend like renting it. It's on video on demand right now. I, I'd I'd give this movie a C plus or a Patrick Dempsey. Uh, I it does, that's fresh. I'm sorry, that's rotten for me. I guess as my grade, it's it's a rotten review. It's but. rotten, but it's still like <laughs> it's a movie that you should check out yeah, late kinda. on a, late on a Saturday night when yeah. you got nothing else to do. Two in the morning. Uh, two in the morning kind of movie. <laughs> it's just it takes risk. It's one of those independent movies that just takes the risks and. Does some stuff that's really out there and weird, but uh, Catherine Heigl, you're never gonna see her in a performance like this again. She's really crazy and weird in this movie, but I'd probably it? give it a lighthouse too. You know, well, I didn't give it a lighthouse, so you give it a fresh rating. I, I, yeah, I'd give it a lighthouse. It's currently with a six yeah. percent right now, uh, so check it out at your own risk and let us know if you saw it or if you liked it. Uh, the next movie John saw, I. Yeah, this movie, this. you might have seen it kind of lingering on the bottom of the list of the movies that came out this week on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and you also might notice that it says the director is uh, David O. Russell, which... No. It's it's not really. No. What Do you know the actual name of the director who did this movie? I think movie? it's like Stephen Green or something, but... Yeah. David, this movie was originally supposed to be called Nailed. If you looked back on IMDb it, like months ago, it was one of David O. Russell's projects that he was working on. Didn't really end up doing uh, working out that way. It has... Um, with Jessica Biel in it and Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, and it's just it's one of the literally. I'm gonna be honest. It's the worst movie I've ever seen in my whole life. Wow. It's, it's all right. It's absolutely terrible. The story was just god awful, and I've never wow. seen worse acting from Jake Gyllenhaal or Jessica Biel in my mm. entire life. And the directing <laughs> is terrible. All right. The music is some of the most annoying, stupid, pretentious crap I've ever heard in my life. And Wow. I, it's harsh words. I, it has movie. a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it it has, does. And I will never recommend this movie to a single person. It is Just please never watch this thing. All right. It's well, now I got to check it out. a waste of your life. It's terrible. <laughs> so that's Accidental Love, and you'd give that what? What would you give it? A Damaris. You give it Damaris? Ooh. A zero. A zero. All right. An that, F. That's an F. That is a... 81% of the audience liked it. Uh, okay. How, I have no idea how. You must be part of that other 19. Yeah. Apparently. You're the only I'm, one of that 19. I'm siding with the critics on this one. Okay. All right. Well, I haven't seen it. So if you have seen Accidental Love, uh, the movie that was shot a long time ago and was shelled for so many years, for a good reason, it seems. And you can see why. Yeah, big cast. Uh, David Russell attached to it, but really it wasn't, I don't think. So uh, check it out on your own risk. I... I probably won't ever see this so i'll let john have it for his worst movie so um but on the opposite end i checked out a movie that a lot of people are seeing and i encourage so many people to see it it's called what we do in the shadows it's uh, i don't know if i've never seen this group it's called like flight of the concords i've never heard i've heard of them but i've never seen any of their work and apparently they're really famous with they've got a big fan base and they did this horror comedy movie about like a spoof of vampires and werewolves and it's playing really limited limit 
Limitedly. Limitedly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, around uh, uh, the country. And uh, if it's in a theater near you, definitely check it out because it's one of the funniest movies I've seen in such a long time. And it it's you've seen all these terrible spoof movies. Uh, that have come out like Scary Movie Five and everything, and you're just you're so sick of it. But then they do it right. It has a 96% of Rotten Tomatoes. The acting is fantastic. It's so funny. Uh, they have so many different like creative ways to make fun of vampires and werewolves, especially towards the end of the movie. And this movie's short, guys. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes. It's not that much time in your life. If it's if it's on TV, if it's on Netflix, if you can get a hold of it, check it out because it's so funny. I, I recommend everybody to see it. I I'd give this movie. Uh, I'd actually give it a Red Lobster, a B plus or an A minus, um, only just because I wish it was longer. To be honest, I, sounds really interesting. <laughs> it's and I'd hilarious. Love to check a movie like that out. Out sure. of all people, I, you need I, to see this. I just looked at the description a little bit, and I yeah. saw vampires and hilarious, so I figured. Yeah, that's your kind of movie. Right. For sure. it, check it yeah. out. Check it out, definitely. And real quick, before we get into a little five minute break, uh, we're gonna quickly talk about the Blu-rays and DVDs we've picked up. Uh, usually, it's not gonna be too too many, but for some reason, the past week we picked up uh several so yeah thanks you... mom um <laughs> anyways yeah, yeah. Mom did. <laughs> okay go ahead um in terms of the blu-rays that we picked up this week uh the maze runner which is a movie that i was really both of us were really surprised by ended up being good i mean at least in our opinion really good uh great action movie a lot of fun and i'm um, happy to get it on blu-ray yep all yeah, right great um go for your next one yeah. yeah also white bird and a blizzard um if you haven't heard of it we're big shailene woodley fans so uh when that movie came out we were uh, really excited to <laughs> to get in, to watch that movie uh i have it on blu ray now so that's great um perfect it's on netflix as well so if you haven't seen that i do recommend it it came out very limitedly in uh 2014 so yeah, check definitely. out white bird and a blizzard um i picked up a movie that came out uh late september same time maze runner came out actually it's called uh well, I'll walk up on the tombstones, Liam Neeson once again, and this movie is a very dark kind of thriller about a, like a kidnapping, and he's like a private detective who is also very like flawed. He's had issues in his life, and uh, he's committed some crimes that he's not very proud of. That keeps him up at night. He plays that character quite a bit. Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson. He, he does a great job <laughs> in this movie. Stan Stevens from The Guest. Uh, is also in this movie and he did a great job and I, I've only seen this once and in the theater I it definitely was a little more slow paced than I expected it to be but I, I really want to see this movie again that's why I picked it up uh, so I'm gonna give it another rewatch uh, I, I enjoyed it. I give it like a red lobster when I saw it in the theaters uh, but I definitely want to check it out one more time yeah and that's that's a movie that I kind of hated on in theaters now <laughs> I didn't hate the movie but I just I don't know, it was a little it, bit slow to me I just didn't really feel the same effect that Spencer did and I that's I'm happy he has it on Blu-ray because I do want to rewatch it. So what else did you get? Um, and another movie I got was Whiplash. Uh, Spencer's I won't actually say that, but uh, one of his favorite movies of last year. Definitely. And um, a movie that is honestly like spectacular, like such a great movie. J.K. Mm-hmm. Simmons absolutely deserves that uh, best supporting actor uh, win at the Oscars. And, yeah, uh, very proud about that. Miles Teller is also great in the movie, yep. and uh, it's the last scene of that movie. Incredible, just absolute fantastic. Uh, on another Liam Neeson trend, I must pretty much call this podcast Liam Neeson Talk. Uh, it's called <laughs> Unknown, and this movie is the same director of Nonstop and uh, Run All Night. And this movie was the first movie that he collaborated with this director, and I thought it was a really cool story. It had some uh, twists and turns throughout the entire movie, and I was really invested when I first saw it. So I, I want to go back and watch it again and just pick up on other new things and stuff. And I just enjoy Liam Neeson, to be honest. I think he's just a badass actor. and. He's uh, great. He's just a lot of fun. He eats up the screen, and he loves it, and you can just tell. So I, I want to watch it again. I bought it for 2 bucks. honestly. It was on Blu-ray for $2. So I, I had to pick it up. So. It's a good deal. you got to look for those deals. Yes. Yeah. Look for, start looking Blu-ray for those deals. First. 
All right, and the last movie I did pick up is called. Oh, wait, actually, no, you picked That's this all one. That's all of them. Up. No, um, you picked up this one. Yeah, um, I got this movie because I had a lot of points at Bull Moose, so I was like, you know what? Why not? It was only <laughs> eight bucks to begin with, and I ended up getting it for four dollars. It's uh, We Are What We Are, yeah. and it's a horror movie. Um, just reading the description, it looks like it's about its family of cannibals that eats their neighbors. I have no idea. I have no um, clue, honestly. That, that's yeah. just what the cover looks like. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> my impression from it. And uh, seeing that Nate is into those kind of movies, that's why we got it. Um, so we're just going to watch it in our dorm one night, and hopefully it's good. It has a good rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So it has an 85% we'll certified yeah. fresh. It's from the same director as Cold, Cold in July, which is a movie that came out oh, last great. year with Michael C. Yep. Hall, Dan Shepard, and other actors. And it was a great movie. It had a great tone to it. And uh, this is the same director. It's called uh, his name is Jim Mickle, and uh, really interested to see his directorial debut, which is We Are What We Are. I got it for like four dollars, didn't you? Cheap. Yeah, four nice bucks. Cheap. It was really cheap. Awesome. And Nate had a birthday last week, <laughs> and he got some Bull Moose DVDs. Uh, what, what did you pick up? Okay. Come on, come, come talk in the mic and t- right. uh, t- tell our fans what you what okay. you picked well, up. Well, I I went back in time a little bit. I went. Uh, back to 1979, I got Salem's Lot. Uh, <laughs> Stephen King. Yeah, it's Stephen King, one of his novels. Lives right it, in the town we're in right now, actually. Yeah, oh, it's like does. five minutes away. Five <laughs> minutes away from Stephen King's house. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a three-hour movie. It had like an 83 on Rotten Tomatoes. Three hours long. It is three hours long, and I hate long movies, but this movie kept me. It kept me engaged, and it's a vampire movie. And I'm not a big fan of vampire movies, but. This one, I'd always wanted to see it because people say, oh, it was scary. It was actually jumpy. And I don't find a lot of horror movies that scare me, but this one, it jumped me. It sent chills down my back. All right. Uh, so That's Salem's- the kind of horror movie you want to watch, for sure. <laughs> Salem's Lot, I am definitely interested in checking it out. And if we do check it out, guess what? We get to talk about it on the show. So that's, that's the beauty about this. Whatever movie we watch, we can keep it fresh and talk about new things every week. And uh, whatever you pick up, you got you to just let us know every yeah. every week. And yeah. we'll try our best to keep up. I don't even want up. to talk about yep. that Killjoy 3-pack. Don't, don't make me talk about that. Real quick. Can we, can we, okay, there's a time right there. It's still recording. Got it. Still right. got, uh, got 30 minutes here. Oh, wow, 30 minutes. Um, so we're at the 30-minute mark. Uh, we're going to take a couple-minute break because we are going to try to go a little faster, but we're going to just take five minutes off and just chill out a little bit and then come back and we'll be talking about the two best movies of 2014, our top 10s, uh, honorable mentions, and then three terrible movies of 2014. So yeah. look forward to that in the break. Um, and we're going to take a break right now. So stay Stick tuned. around, guys. Hey, guys, welcome back to the second half of our podcast where we're going to talk about our top movies of 2014, my top 10, Spencer's top 10, and then we're going to move on to the bottom three. Um, and then we're going to wrap it up. So uh, let's get started. Uh, Spencer, number 10. I'm actually going to quickly mention some of the honorable mentions. Oh, uh, movies that I think not a lot of many people saw. A uh, very small audience saw these movies, and I they just missed my top ten. And I want to quickly mention them. Uh, it's Begin Again with Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley. It's about the music industry in New York. I thought this movie was fantastic. I picked it up on Blu-ray over the summer, and I just I just really enjoy this movie. John hasn't even seen it yet. No, I haven't. You should. It's fantastic. <laughs> and I will check it out. I'm sorry. So I'll begin again is uh, my honorable one of my honorable mentions. Uh, give one of yours. Uh, why don't you just rattle your three off? Then I'll do mine. All right. So. Uh, the next one is Chef. Uh, John Favreau directed and starred in this movie, as, as well as Sofia Vergara, Robert Downey Jr., Oliver Platt, and uh, a bunch of other people. Uh, Great movie. John Leguizamo, and this movie is fantastic. It's one of the most upbeat, kind of positive movies I've seen in a long, long time. And when I first saw it, it was my number one movie, and it just slowly moved down the list as I saw more movies that came out in the fall season. So I really recommend Chef. It's fantastic. It's on Netflix, so if you have Netflix, definitely go and check it out. It's fantastic. Love it. And the final uh, movie that just missed my top ten, it was 
honestly my number three for so long. Then I rewatched it. It did lose a little bit of its value, but I still want to pick it up on Blu-ray. It's The Guest starring, uh, uh, what's his name, Dan Stevens, and it's directed by Adam Ringard, who did You're Next, which is a movie that I loved in 2013. Great and movie. he made The Guest, which was a mix of, like, Bourne and Terminator with old-school, like, horror elements of it. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, uh, Chef and The Guest, I checked both those out. Mm-hmm. Those are both great. Um Still need to check out Begin Again, but let's go on to my honorable mentions, uh, starting with The Maze Runner. I already talked about that movie. Great action movie. Um, really enjoyed that movie. Um, also, The Babadook, which was one of the best, if not the best, horror movie I've ever seen. Really, really good. What are you laughing at? I, said the, I don't know. I just The movie's just fantastic. The Babadook. The Babadook? That's how it's pronounced. I, I'm still going to call it The Babadook, just because how Whatever. it's spelled. That's how I've also always called it. Um but uh, what's the name of that lead lead actress in that movie? Essie Davis. Essie Davis. Oh my Fantastic. god, she was so good in that movie, ridiculously good. And that Bob Baba Duke scares the shit out of me to this day. So uh, yep, still think about her at night sometimes. Um, <laughs> and your last one. And last one, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which was uh, the CGI in that movie, incredible. Seriously, one of the best action movies all year. Um, really good movie so. definitely um and now we're gonna get right into our top 10 we're gonna go 10 and then go back and forth with our 10s or nines and all the way down to number one my number 10 the uh, movie that made it i made a video on this on my channel has 30,000 views go check it out it's called enemy jake Gyllenhaal. fantastic creepy movie the second i saw it in april of last year i was like this movie is not gonna be my top 10 and it didn't i absolutely love this movie jake Gyllenhaal gives a great dual performance as both characters and you haven't checked out enemy it's confusing it's weird and it's awesome. But once you figure it out, you're going to be like, wow, that was pretty incredible. <laughs> watch so, my uh, analyze review if you want. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just not to plug anything, but just go watch that right now. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, such a great superhero movie. Didn't expect it to be that great. But after The Last Stand, this movie really tied everything together and uh, made uh, made X-Men awesome again. Like, I cannot be any more excited for X-Men Apocalypse. Uh Future Past was so great, and I love time travel movies, so a superhero movie mixed with a time travel movie put together, really great. So, uh, great movie. Love X-Men Days of Future Past. Just missed, I think it's in my top 15, but I loved it. Got on Blu-ray. I've seen it like four times since. Um, yeah. We did a review of it as well, uh, so check it out on our channel if you want. Um, we go back in time. <laughs> number nine, I have The Raid 2. This movie, I, want, I saw it twice in theaters back in April again last year, and I was like, yep, this movie is one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Fantastic, fantastic foreign f- uh, language film. I have it on Blu-ray. Uh, this movie is just so awesome. The fight scenes are some of the best fight choreographs I've ever seen. It's so like thrilling. It's like Departed meets just like the first raid. It, it's just badass. It's awesome. And I absolutely love this movie. Yeah, Raid 2 is seriously freaking awesome. Some of the best <laughs> yep. action I've seen. Um, I've gone back and watched scenes from that movie again and again. And it's, Holds it's up. It's freaking crazy. So, uh, uh, my number nine is Guardians of the Galaxy. Which is my number eight, so we'll d- yeah, talk about that right um, now, yeah. <laughs> su- not even surprisingly, one of the best movies of the year. Just, oh, my God, uh, yeah. The characters in that movie, just, uh, just g- the great... The mic. <laughs> just so, much, so many great things in that movie. It just gets me excited for what Marvel's going to do next. They've just... They they hit or miss with like Thor the Dark World and crap like that, but they really 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 <laughs> definitely had a great movie with Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, this movie is just Thor. fantastic. So. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I saw this movie. We saw it twice in theaters, both Same together. I did too. He yeah. did too as well. Both in 3D. Yeah. Marvel Marvel's best movie to date with the superheroes. I'm so excited to see how this ties in with the Avengers. It's going to be such a cool 
such cool characters and the way they're going to tie it is going to be awesome i'm sure and i i just love it i can't wait for the second one i can't wait to see this character back in action again and then working with the avengers at some point it's gonna be so sweet so that was my number eight i love it you bought it on blu-ray i don't have it yet. actually i got it for christmas for my mom on blu-ray but perfect and oh, you well, and you love guardians too yeah. right yes uh guardians of the galaxy was probably one of my favorite movies of the year yep. just it was different and their soundtrack that was soundtrack. best yeah. soundtrack ever. Yeah. It's it so fantastic. 70s music. Oh, yeah. Still listen to it in the gym all the time. Yep. Um, if you like pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> all right, why do you get into your number eight? Because that was my Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my number eight is Birdman. Yes. Uh, the movie that was shot all in one take. Well, to you, it looks like it was all in one take. You can look for the cuts. You probably won't find them. But, um, they're hidden, but they're th- yeah, hidden they're, well. It's great. Uh, Edward Norton in that movie. I mean, just he's he's so freaking good in that movie as well. And as Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton. <laughs> both yes. of them are great. Even Emma Stone really brings it as as well, and uh, just a directorial masterpiece, really. Just such a great movie. My number seven is John Wick. This is Keanu Reeves back in badass action. I have seen this movie five times. I'm not even joking. Five times I've seen this movie, mm-hmm. and every time it just gets better and better. Talk about the raid too with some like awesome action scenes. This one has some competition. Obviously, it's not the best. But it's it, it gets up there, and the the combat with the guns and the knives and the fists are just so badass. He just point blank shoots everybody in the face, and I watched it with my parents, and they loved it too. I'm showing this movie to yeah. as many people as I can. I highly that nightclub yeah. scene in alone is like one of my favorite scenes of like the past couple of years. I love love John Wick, and I recommend you guys checking that out immediately. It's my number seven of the year. Yeah, I love John Wick as well. What's uh, your seven? My number seven is The Imitation Game, a depressing movie about breaking the Enigma Code uh, in mm-hmm. World War II with Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, but surprisingly, didn't really expect this to be as good as it was, but I absolutely loved this movie, as, lo- as well as the soundtrack by Alexander Desplat, which he won for uh, uh, the Pretty Grand Budapest Hotel, but also nominated for this movie. Um, but I, this soundtrack is just incredible. And uh as Without well as a the doubt. movie, really, really good. Um, I definitely recommend checking this out. I don't know about the rewatchability factor. Spencer watched it again. Oh well, I've seen it twice. Um, it's it's really interesting the first time because you don't know the story, but the second time you know the story. You just watch the performances and like the filmmaking itself. For, that's how I felt when I watched the second time, and it, it definitely yeah. held up. But I did lose a little bit of its value, but I still absolutely love it. It's in my top, I think, twenty. I, I love Imitation Game. I think it was fantastic. And yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, seen it the second time, he deserved that Oscar. I, I will say that right now. I think he was fantastic. Eddie Redman, haven't seen the theory of everything, <laughs> though. So, like, we can't really... You've seen parts of it, but just this movie, Imitation Game, is so impactful. And it Definitely. just really hits you somewhere where you probably haven't been hit before. <laughs> um, so, check it out. My number six is Interstellar, uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, follow-up to The Dark Knight Rises. And it's follow-up for his original movie, Inception, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Honestly, I love Inception. And he did this space adventure with Matthew McConaughey, and it is absolutely fantastic. Won some Oscars with some visual effects and, I think, sound mixing or something. And it definitely deserved it. Honestly, I, I thought it deserved a Best Director uh, nomination for Christopher Nolan or a picture. Never going to give it to him. Never going to give it to him. But it, it, was, it was very long, and I've only seen it once in theaters, and I was so impacted by it when the first time I saw it. I, it comes out, I think, in two weeks on Blu-ray. I am picking that up immediately. I'll be talking about it on that show again once I watch it again for a second time. But I loved Interstellar. I thought it was fantastic. But... Five movies did take its place uh, for being a little bit better, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, what's your number six? My number six is American Sniper uh, with go. Bradley Cooper, who really beefed up for this role. He was huge and really good in this movie as well. Good enough to get an Oscar nomination over some people that uh, I thought might have deserved it a little bit more than him, but. Uh, American Sniper was a very good movie, very good war movie. I loved American Sniper. Once again, it was in my top 20, just missed it. I uh, saw some other movies that I thought were a little bit better, uh, but it was very good, very good war film. And Clint Eastwood back and doing a really good job with the director, and he's been kind of iffy time. lately, so he's doing good. 
My number five would was Birdman. Uh, we talked about it briefly. I just think the filmmaking process is some of the best I've seen of all time, and the performances-wise, it was fantastic. It was absolutely great, and uh, I, I definitely recommend Birdman if you haven't seen it. It's one, one best picture, so yeah, <laughs> obviously people obviously checking it out. Obviously a really good movie. Um, <laughs> Uh, my number five is Foxcatcher. Uh, this movie had Steve Carell, Channing Tatum, who is just robbed of a of a, a nomination yep, right here. I, he really was absolutely fantastic in this movie. And wait, I don't wait, Foxcatcher? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Channing Tatum. I'm sorry. I was yeah, yeah. Movie. Yes. Um, uh, no, he's believe. so good in this movie. He smashed his head against a mirror and actually cut, him, cut, cut himself in the face. And yep. like, I just, I'm sure eventually he will get his recognition that he deserves. But this movie was definitely a movie that. Uh, just kind of slid by on the nomination list for him because he was really good in this movie. And Steve Carell obviously was really great as well, even with the prosthetic and all. And uh, the movie was just, uh, it just, oh my God, it was very hard dark, to watch very at slow. times. You know? This, like, this is actually just... my number four. So, I mean, I was talking about it too. It's absolutely fantastic. Bennett Miller, who did the, uh, who directed it, who did Moneyball, and he did uh, Capote, who two great movies, very good dramas. Yeah. This one is no exception. It's it's one. It's an amazing drama, and the story is so heartbreaking towards the end. If you know what happens, you, you know, and it's it's hard to watch, but it was very well done. And uh, I honestly have seen it twice, and it it definitely impacted me more the second time too because I was watching. I knew the story was going to happen, but just watching how the process of filmmaking it was and Steve Carell giving a great performance, it was. It's definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's a little slow paced, but watch it if you can. Very dark movie that uh, you might only be able to watch once. Why don't you get into your number four? Uh, my number four is Nightcrawler. Yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Um, so good. Totally missed out this year on the nomination as well. I mean, you can only give it to so many people, but he was deserving. He was. Oh yeah. You just don't see Jake Gyllenhaal in this performance. He was a different character, um, and he was just so good in this movie. And uh, just the uh, how the whole story where he was just like snooping around, going into people's houses, and just doing all this crazy shit to get a to get Fantastic. the shot that he yeah. wanted, you know, and, and he was just a disgusting character as well. It was like, yeah, I, I saw it in theaters with you in October and I just rewatched it. I bought it on my iTunes and I rewatched it uh, last week and I loved it. I thought it was, I loved it even more. And I showed my parents it this weekend or last weekend. And they think? I think they really liked it. So I, it's definitely a great, great thriller uh, in the same vein of collateral. It's all at nighttime. It's in LA and it's just a really cool kind of the, mm -hmm. the way it looks. Um, but my number three is Gone Girl, directed by David Fincher with Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike. This movie, I think, was robbed of so many Oscars. It got a nomination for Rosamund Pike, Pike, I'm sorry, and I think she honestly could have won. I didn't see Still Alice that Julian Moore won, but I think Rosamund Pike gave one of the best uh, female performances of the year. And this movie was just so thrilling, so entertaining. The music was so good in this movie. Uh, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, who did The Social Network, um, Girl Dragon Tattoo, very freaking collaborator with uh, David Fincher. And it just did so much for me. I bought this movie on Blu-ray. I have not watched it since. I've only seen it once in theaters. But it still holds up to just being one of the best movies of the year. And I just, I love Gone Girl, like, so much. It's one of the best yeah. movies I've seen in a long, long Gone time. Gone Girl is a, a really great movie. Dark and dirty at times to watch, but uh, really, really great. And Rosamund Pike is great in that movie. Um, and your number three is interesting. Yeah, Fury. <laughs> and Damn. Yeah, I loved this movie. I Brad Pitt is probably the weakest part of the movie to me. Shia LaBeouf, dude. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's so good in this movie. And out of nowhere, like, you didn't really expect it. I actually expected him to get a nomination for this movie because I thought he was actually that good. And the movie itself is really great. It takes place in a tank most of the time. And uh, it, it's just really, really impactful and good. So I definitely recommend checking out Fury. I have it on Blu-ray as well. Uh, Fury was in my top 20. Uh, I loved it a lot. But, uh, yeah, everything John just yeah. said, 
it's one of the best war movies up to Saving Private Ryan. Uh, not there yet, but they had that same kind of style. It was just very, very dark and just technically three real. war movies in my top uh, top ten this year: Fury, American Sniper, and The Imitation Game. If you think about that as a war movie, definitely. Uh, my number two. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Yeah, my number two is Nightcrawler, the movie we just talked about. Uh, couple minutes ago it, it's absolutely fantastic i definitely think it deserved so many more oscars than a best adapted screenplay but it's absolutely fantastic and i recommend it to everybody who hasn't seen it yet oh one second <laughs> all right sorry helping someone out all right it's all good um, we'll cut, cut that out um Talk about Nightcrawler. Real yeah, I already talked about Nightcrawler. Such yeah. a great movie. Really liked it a lot. Uh, moving on to my number two. I uh, already talked about it a little bit. Whiplash. Um, such a great movie by uh, Damien Chazelle, who did a uh, a short film that I did see, and it had. Oh, the you same... saw the short? I did. Yeah, oh, I didn't even see it. The yet. short is really good. It has the same impact. Uh, it it sort of goes along with uh, the scene when uh, he's yelling at the guy who's out of tune. Okay, all right. It, it's basically uh, that scene, but a little bit different. And it's, oh my God. It, without, it without J.K. Simmons, I don't know what that movie would have been it, because it, it he is so great. No, oh, no, yeah, no. you've seen Whiplash. I gave yeah. Whiplash 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I, I didn't think I was going to like it. I don't I don't veer away from horror movies very much. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, while we're on this Miles right now, if you're going to veer away, that's the movie you want to watch for sure. Since so. we're talking about this right now, uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way. Whiplash is my favorite movie of the year. Uh, I absolutely just love this movie. I've seen it four times, and every time I watch it, it just gets better and better, and I see so much more that I didn't pick up on, and it's just it's such a thriller about a jazz drummer, and the fact that they made that, like, not, no one really gets killed. No one, it's, it's not really, it's just so intense, the way it's filmed, and the way... This uh, Miles Teller's character just is so driven by the fact that he like he wants to be the best. He wants to be one of the greatest, and he deals with this ruthless professor played by J.K. Simmons just flawlessly. I think he's so good in this role. I'm so glad he won the Best Supporting Actor um, for the Oscar, and he's just such a great performance. And uh, obviously, people have seen Whiplash. It's been nominated for uh, Best Picture. It's out on DVD and Blu-ray right now. John has it in the dorm. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's it's so it was, good. It was real. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that could have possibly happened. And uh, ser- Yeah, exactly. I'm sure it happens every day. If you look at people who go to colleges like Juilliard and stuff, it's really like that. I don't know if the professors are as ridiculous. Yeah. And oh, probably not. <laughs> I don't think it's that extreme. It shows what people will do to be the best. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. People have the drive to be like that. There are Miles Tellers out there, and mm-hmm. it, it completely shows that. I'm sure a lot of people appreciated that after watching the movie. Absolutely love Whiplash, but that um, is my number one. What is your number one? That leads me to my number one, which a lot of people definitely did not have this as their number one. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody, no no video I watched had this as their number one, but uh, Interstellar. Damn. I, Honestly, oh, really, yeah. really like this movie. Look forward to it for over a year and a half. And Matthew McConaughey is pretty great in this movie. It's not the acting that I really love in this movie. It's the story. It's the sci-fi element. It's the time travel element. Everything that goes into this movie was just absolutely just breathtaking to me. Yep. And it really makes me think about like how maybe the world could possibly be like this. Who knows? Maybe there's a future humans out there watching over us. I have no idea, but <laughs> this really opens your eyes to what really could be out there. And uh, just Christopher Nolan's view on this was just amazing his vision on making movies is nobody else 
looks at movies like he does, and it's just oh, really, no really, really cool. Um, I've only seen this movie. I, like I said, when I talked about it, it was my number six of the year. Um, I've only seen it once. Uh, you've seen it twice. I know that. Yep. I want to watch it again so badly, and I will uh, want to see it again on Blu-ray. And when I do, we'll be talking about that on the podcast. You can Absolutely. I guarantee it. And Dedicate uh, a lot of time to Interstellar. Oh, yeah. I, I love this movie, uh, Interstellar. I think it was so cool. I don't think it's on the same level as Inception quite yet because I've seen Inception maybe 13, 14 times. So I obviously I've seen the movie so many more times. Uh, but I'm sure every time we watch Interstellar, I'm gonna find so much more to the movie, so many more like metaphors and just I do yeah. interpretations of this movie. And I it's it's such a dis- like you you see this movie and you immediately discuss it. You like I remember after the theater, yeah, we were with one of our friends and we just started talking about like space exploration, just like. We just went over oh, this and that crazy. and the other thing. And it was, Space is yeah. so crazy. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's daunting. It's too much to think about. Too much. And it to, touches on that. It touches on that flawlessly. I think it, it's very, very cool how it touches on space. Absolutely. And people can complain about the fifth act all they want, but that was my favorite part of the movie. So, you know, awesome. that's that's your opinion. Um, and moving on to our bottom three worst movies of 2014. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, yeah let's get into this. We're not doing a bottom 10 because that obviously took a long time to talk about those movies, and you don't really want to hear about these movies. So. And real quick, um, if you go to the link in the description, you will see both IMDb list of both me and John's full list of every single movie we saw in 2014. We only have a handful accounted for on reviews, but we've seen so many more movies that we didn't get a chance to review. So if, you, if you're curious on an opinion on a movie that you saw that we that we haven't reviewed yet go check out our imdbs both in the description and you can see more movies that we hated or more movies that we absolutely loved because like i loved probably half the movies i saw in 2014 it's one of the best years of movies i think and i we didn't get a chance to review all of them so i, I encourage all you guys to go check out the imdb lists and just seems, let us know what you think seems like every year is getting better 2013 was great 2014 was even better and uh, we'll see what 2015 has to has to offer because there's a lot of good movies coming out this year so but with every year you do get some sneakers and yes. it definitely there, there's some bad movies that came out in 2014 and let's talk about them right now my number three is right along this movie <sighs> came out in january and we saw this in theaters and we did do a review on it so if you want to check out a review of it i think i gave it like a d minus or an f but i i 100 <laughs> give it an f now it's tourist i no, i, I give it a zero it's, it's terrible like i hate this movie i give it an f uh, right along, uh, right along stars Kevin Hart and Ice Cube, and uh, I, I did think Ice Cube was pretty. He was kind of just the same. He was the same in every movie. I think oh, okay. the way Twenty Two Jump Street and Twenty One Jump Street uses him and his character, his humor, does it great. Right along's example of it being terrible because one thing, this movie was PG thirteen. Wasn't it PG thirteen? Yes. Or was it R? No, it was PG thirteen. You I'm sure? Almost positive. Yeah. Uh, somebody check it out because I think it was PG. I think it was R. Honestly. Check it out. We're checking right now. It was PG-13. There we go. That's the biggest problem because Ice Cube is a raunchy dude, and he needs yep. to be doing his rants, his like, raunchy rants, and he doesn't get a chance to. And, and Kevin Hart was just annoying in this movie. And you know what, dude? <laughs> Didn't people kind of like this movie, too? Like, <sighs> don't, don't even get me started. Anything with Kevin Hart, they're going to like. Oh, he's, yay. He's a funny guy. I don't want to touch upon this he's movie a too big, much. He's a big draw for people, and I don't understand why. And they're already making another one. Yeah. So. Out of 17. Oh, okay. I'm wrong. It has a Good. 17%. Okay. It was People terrible, it. but there were two other movies <laughs> that I thought were worse. But what is your number three? Uh, my number three, oh, God, is The Other Woman. This oh. movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it, but. Yeah. Ooh, it's, I, it's when dreadful. I worked at the theater, there was a lot of people, middle-aged people that went to go see this movie and younger people who went to go see this movie because Cameron Diaz, Kate Upton, and Leslie Mann. Oh, I want to go see them. It looks great. Wait no. a minute, though. Oh, that, good God, it was awful. We're also just in ourselves because we did actually go see this movie in theaters together. We, <laughs> we did. did. Did we review it? I don't think we did. 
I don't. I honestly Wait, no, we no, did not. we didn't I, review I think we this saw movie. It, like a couple, maybe a week after it came out, and yeah. we had nothing else to do, obviously. So we went to go see other woman, and it was absolutely dreadful. I it, it's in my top ten worst, but I, I I do have other movies that I hated a little bit more. Not but awful, oh really. god, it was bad. <laughs> uh, my number two is a movie that not many people saw. It's called Are You Here? It's from the same creator as Mad Men, and he directed this first movie. Are You Here, starring Owen Wilson, Zach Galifianakis, and Amy Poehler. And this movie is one of the most painful movies to sit through, only because it's so slow-paced, it's not funny whatsoever, and it's marketed out to be a comedy. You see Owen Wilson, Zach Galifianakis, and Amy Poehler, three great comedic actors and actresses, and it's just absolutely dreadful. It's depressing. It's weird. It has one of the most disturbing scenes I've seen with a chicken. Uh, that's all I'll say. It's 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 so gross the way they handle it's that more scene. More disturbing than the a haunted house too with uh, him, him having sex with bad. the Annabelle doll for no, a long, long time. That and when he's in the in the kitchen with the chicken. Oh my is it worse god! That was than that? No, oh yes. Okay, it, it's more real and gross. Oh, Jesus, because that's just it was like a fake chicken that they were kicking around a kitchen. It was very independently released. <laughs> not many people saw it at all, but I did you have. That? I did see I it. Yeah. Oh my god! That one. That one's bad too. Yeah, that one wasn't. Yeah. Oh my god. But are you are you here? Uh, not many people saw it. Uh, that's a great thing. I'm, I don't see it. If it, like, if you see the poster, you're like, oh, maybe this would be a good comedy. No, it's bad. <laughs> so don't don't watch it. Are you here? Yeah. All right. What's your number two? Uh, my number two, and you can just talk about your number one as well. It's The Legend of Hercules. Uh, my worst movie of the year. His worst movie of the year. And we did a review on this movie. We did. We did. In this movie. And, okay, uh, I go back and watch that review because I think I said this will be my worst movie of 2014, and it is. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. Foreshadow for a year in advance. It was literally that bad. There, you couldn't oh, be worse. Some of the worst use of slow motion I've ever seen in any movie. Constant slow motion. Every single scene had slow motion in it. Trying so hard to be like a 300 gladiator kind of movie. Obviously don't know how to film an action movie. It's from the same director as Die Hard 2, which was one of the weaker Die Hard movies, but I did somehow like Die Hard 2 a little bit, the airport Die Hard, and it was it was enjoyable, but that was, once again, that was in the 90s, and this one is in the two, 2014s, and it was so bad. Some it was so the worst so, set design I've seen in a long time. I, I, there was this awful. scene where you could see green screen like, like outlines on people's faces. It was that bad, and like that scene of her yeah. on the horse, and she looks back, even, and it's the fakest it. looking scene <laughs> I have ever seen, and that is yeah. why I hate this movie so much. Kellen Lutz gives one of the most like wooden performances I have ever seen from an actor he is so terrible in this movie it, it literally looks like they're all half asleep and the villain remember he only talks with his like teeth clenched oh my he's, god oh, he's he just so, so angry all the time. and he's just over just angry at everything and just like oh he like he woke up on the wrong side of the bed every morning and just like <laughs> it was so bad and <laughs> it it, hercules is a cool a character dwayne the rock johnson played him later in the year in july which was in the middle of our list probably but that one was way better. Get a good actor. And Dwayne Should The Rock work. Johnson was perfect for Hercules. He was born for that role, apparently. Let's be honest, though. The he was Legend fantastic. Hercules, or, I'm sorry. Hercules was also pretty bad. It was bad, um, but the, still. The acting, the story made literally no sense. But it's The Rock, and we love The Rock. It's hard to hate on The Rock with that smile he has on his face. So. But that Hercules movie is like an Oscar-worthy movie compared to this piece <laughs> of crap. So don't, don't yeah, see yeah, Legend yeah, of Hercules. Yeah, and um, now we're going to get into his worst movie, which will surprise some people because it's not terribly reviewed. Oh, my God, yeah. This movie, uh, let me, on give Netflix. me give me a second. Give, you a little, give me a quick second here. I'm going to hint that it's on Netflix. Like a seven it's a something? family movie. It came out in midsummer with no review from us. Wow. wow. Very uh, very even across the audience. And it has the a 48% of Rotten Tomatoes, so go um, for it. 
What is this movie? We flipped a coin to go see either Tammy or this movie, Earth to Echo. Uh oh. Um, we were down. We were down just chilling one day, like looking yep. at Blu-rays or whatever, and we were like, you know what? Let's kill some time. Let's go see a movie. <laughs> Big Christ. mistake. Yeah, I don't know what, what the hell I was thinking because I was like, I kind of want to see but that. That's when we had Movie Pass. We're like, who cares what movie oh, we're seeing? Exactly. I would never pay for this movie or let alone put anyone else. And, we, it. and um, we saw Earth to Echo, and I I didn't oh like God. it, and um, you hated it. Ugh. Um, the, <laughs> the stupid. Okay, rip off of ET. Let's go oh, for it. Absolutely. Rip off of ET. Oh, rip Chronicle. Off of ET. Look at the poster first. Oh of all. my God! It's, what the fuck? Okay, <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculously it's a- stupid. And the kid who played Tuck, <laughs> I think his name was Tuck. I think so. The uh, the black kid. Well, he was in Walk He was in Walk on the Tombstones and was a lot better in that movie. But still, yeah, he had nothing to work He's with just, this movie. They were like, they basically okay. We're like. The Here, fake is found for Take seen. the camera, walk around, scream, complain, do all this crap, and that's exactly what they did because that's all this movie is just absolutely terrible. Oh my god. Yeah. So bad. I don't even want to talk about it. That's I really, fine. Really don't. Let's move that's why on. It's your worst movie. We are exactly. at the, we are at the 56 minute mark. Uh, that is pretty much completed the podcast. That's the format that we're going to be sticking to. Obviously, each week we'll have a different topic for the last half of the show, but the first half we're going to be doing our review of what we saw, uh, movie news stories, as well as the Blu-ray pickups and the movies we watched that week, with a the second half of the show being whatever topic we choose of. Next week, uh, hopefully we'll record sometime uh, m- Monday night, hopefully. Uh, it'll be on the 24, uh, 2015 movies, our most anticipated, the movies we've seen so far, which has been about 10 movies so far, so we'll quickly talk about the ones we've seen, ones that are definitely worthy of talking about and just what we're looking forward to next um this coming year because there's a lot of movies that are coming out that look great and i'm excited for them so yeah. a, lot we'll, of good, a lot of good stuff to come so uh, we'll be talking about that that's more podcasts um our goal uh for the future of this is to hopefully do it live uh we have a desk set up back there uh if you're watching the camera feed i'm going to show you right now there's a there's a desk set up right back here and uh hopefully we're going to get a blue yeti microphone uh, so Nate, uh, right here, who's been the center of us right now, uh, hopefully he has a place to work where he's going to be, uh, hopefully controlling the whole, uh, live stream of it, uh, getting any kind of good questions that we have, because we want to get you guys involved as well. And, uh, we're going to be doing it live. Hopefully at Google Hangouts, he'll be running that whole show. He'll have his own mic to chime in whenever he needs to. That way he's not just creeping on us in the center of the whole That's entire okay. video. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with that at all. We nothing don't, wrong we with don't feel creeped out at all. But it's maybe all you guys do. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna hopefully have him back there in the desk, and uh, maybe some better lighting as well, because yeah. uh, we want to be able to record this with a DSLR in the future. Because best quality, that's the, that's what we're going for quality. Uh, this one, we're in, we are video majors. He is an audio major, job. so we're we're doing our no, best. He's, he's sports journalism. Oh yeah. Well, at least you know how to do this. Stuff. He knows how to do this. So I don't even know your major. we are at the 58 minute mark. We're gonna be signing off right now. Look forward for next week. Hopefully, we'll do it live. Uh, Depending on, see, we'll see how this show goes. We're going to be uploading on one of our channels, hopefully by tomorrow morning, so you guys can get a sense of what the whole format's going to be, and hopefully we can bring you to live. We also do have a phone line uh, that maybe once we get some more viewership, and if you're interested, we can have you guys call on the phone, talk to you guys a little bit, uh, be right into the podcast, and uh, obviously check out the uh, iTunes link, the SoundCloud link, because you can listen to it on the go as well as a video format on YouTube. So A lot better than filming in Spencer's basement, I'll give you that. Oh my so. god, a lot better, and having yeah. a sh- crappy mic that just doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Even though it was $100? And- Actually, it does work, and that's hopefully what Nate will be using to be in the podcast as well, because yeah. that'd, be, that'd be awesome if you could join in and have your own mic and run yeah. the whole live stream. I don't have to do Biggest that. problem we had was we were uh, never able to record with two mics simultaneously, and guess yeah. what? Now we can. Now we can. Lovely.
So, um, without further ado, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Leave any kind of qu- uh, comments, suggestions, or anything down below, and hopefully we'll get you guys in on the next week's show, doing it live and having you guys chime in your thoughts. So, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast or watching it on YouTube, and we will see you guys next week. Take care.